this is it. Welcome to the Not Necessarily Mad podcast, hosted by me, Eric Collinsworth, and G.B. Myers. A little bit of a shout-out to our buddies, The Tendencies there, for their tune, Burden Town. Um, check them out. Uh, coming soon. So why this podcast? Why now? Why listen? Well, we're stuck. You were stuck. Everybody's stuck. Stuck in the middle of social distancing during the COVID-19 pandemic. For GB and I, we, well, we both have tons of time and we thought, so why not now? This has been a project both GB and I have been tossing around ideas for for a while, for either a vlog or a podcast of some sort. And to be brutally honest, the idea was partly to produce content for MadFam World, our hub of goodies you can find at madfamworld.com, but partly because we enjoy entertaining, thought-provoking conversation, expression of ideas, and, and really just wanted a place to share. With anything new like this, it will take a moment to find its way, level out, and and get traction, and all those other cliches that go along with it. What we hope you'll find is moments that entertain, make you think, or just make your, take your mind off of things that are going on in our world right now. Just give us a little time. If it doesn't meet to your liking, well, that's sort of on us. Not necessarily mad, we'll post weekly, we hope, for the foreseeable future. Random topics, long-form interviews with some of our music world friends, some politics, some religion, but not too much and never to be divisive, again, we hope. Sometimes it'll be the two of us, sometimes we go at it solo, sometimes with a guest, sometimes not. We also hope to hear from you. Find the Not Necessarily Mad podcast Facebook page. You can find us on Instagram or email us at notnecessarilymad at madfamworld.com. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here on Not Necessarily Mad. Uh, finally getting around to welcoming in GB. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you, Eric? I'm uh, all things considered, I'm doing fairly well. Yeah, for, for lockdown day number whatever. I hate using lockdown. Uh, Self distancing day number one twenty seven. Yeah, I, I think, think I'm almost past my forty day forty night mark, but I'm doing okay considering. I hear you, man. So, uh, what do you got on your mind tonight? Uh, well, you know, since we like to get into other stuff that interests us, but I. I thought, just for fun, we could open up a segment I'm going to call How Did I Get Here? And uh, you and I are the same age, and uh, we didn't know each other when we were kids. And sometimes it's fun to catch up with you about things that happened way back in um, in the in the day when you were young and we were both young. And uh, both, both, both had had, like, glorious hair. <laughs> yeah, and, quite the mane. Um, yeah, <laughs> Sadly, too much of it in a mullet at one point. Uh, yeah, but I digress. Mm. <laughs> um, All the stories. The stories this head could tell. Right? Great day. Did you ever rock a perm? I'm going to get off the uh, off the topic for a second. Did you ever uh, do that? Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a moment in time, my 11th grade year. Really? Um, yeah, I grew my hair out, uh, zipper-headed soccer cut. Oh, yeah. Um, I had the, you know, the spikes on top, long in the back, uh-huh. and... I convinced my mom to do like a that mid eighties body perm thing, <laughs> and it was heinous. It was just uh, unbelievably bad. But I, yeah, I, you I, know, I did. Um, I did do the perm. I can I can smell the eighties from here, dude. Sun ends and everything. Oh man. wow! Sun ends and everything. 
Yeah. yeah no, right. <laughs> right, right, right. I'll have to dig oh. up a picture of me with my monster mullet circa 1988, and you'll see that I'm laughing with you, not at you. Yeah, we're right. right so right. hey, and, uh, so here's what I was thinking about for uh, for not necessarily mad and something in this space of how did I get here? I was thinking about how um, I didn't get my first CD player until around 1990, and I didn't graduate high school until what 1986. So right. before that, uh, you know, living very much in the vinyl world, you know, holding a record was 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 an experience, was a thing you held in your hand. And I mean, we've talked about this with other friends before, I'm sure. But what I'm curious about is what what album art caught your imagination before you were 18 and we can drop in at any kind of age you want or you know whatever comes to mind that's, that's, that's a good question um you know right off the top of my head um the um there was a queen album news of the world uh-huh. uh it was uh you know green background with a robot holding queen in various arrays and poses of, of death um, or conquest, I guess would be a better way to put it. Um, and, and it was just like, you know, it was, it was one of those, it, it grabbed me and it was like, all right, so what's this all about? And it, it did. I mean, the artwork led me to the album and, you know, it, great album. So turned me on to Queen in a in a hard hard way. So the the beautiful the beautiful part of the Google machine that we all now enjoy is I'm able to call it up on command while you're talking. And you know what I'd forgotten about this. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it, it, uh, comic book esque, but not really. Yeah, it reminds me of I don't know. Uh, this could be like a some kind of very uh, high end sci fi Ursula Le Guin kind of novel. <laughs> Cover. I mean, it looks dystopic. Yeah. The dripping blood on the finger is a little, uh, a little scary. But the, the yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. So, you know, you just said something which is part of my reason for for bringing this up because long before I had money to spend, I would uh, flip through records at whatever store we would go to that would right. have records. Um, you know, since I don't know when, and I would certainly, you know, you talk about don't judge a book by its cover. There were a lot of records where I'm like, I might try this because, well, just because the cover was just so engaging. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say that one of the first, what, say, what year was this? Let's see if I can keep this kind of close to where you are in time. So that was probably 70, 78. 77, 78, I think. Yeah. All right. So, like, around the same time, you remember the very first album by The Cars? Yes. I think it was called The Cars. Yep. Underrated album, by the way. Yeah. I, I don't think that they get an, The Cars get enough credit um, for that, that whole new new wave sound that, you know, you and I were brought up on. Yeah. And, you know, I caught, I caught a tail end of a tune... The other day, somewhere, I guess I was, you know, flipping through um, on Spotify and hit an '80s channel and whatnot, and and I think it was "Here She Comes" or something like that. And I was just like, "Man, the production value on that is so good." And it, yeah, it's very cliche in its '80s instrumentation, but the song stood up. I mean, it was it's still a great song. Yeah, and I think that if 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 it sounds cliche to us now. 
it's only that it had so much influence in its in its immediate blast area when it landed. I, I think I think so. Yeah. Um, and you know, I know the first time I heard "Just What I Needed," I had never heard anything like that before. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And uh, um, you know, it took me a while to find out who it was and what that was about because I think it was in all of fifth or sixth grade. You know, you had to <laughs> you had to wait a little while to find out who sang sang the song if you didn't catch it when the DJ first announced it. So right, there was no Google machine. <laughs> right, yeah, but um, so while that was happening with that song, I was also taking a look at the album cover, and I didn't know what that was all about. This woman with the huge grin and the the plexiglass wheel, and you know the lipstick and the makeup, right. and uh, you know the eighties were just trying to pop open that nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty uh, border. Mm-hmm that we were crossing over into was kind of exciting. You could tell that something cool was happening even before MTV broke open. Exactly. And, and a lot of it, you know, tying back to this was, was the album art and, and it was still, you know, an, a a valid art form, I guess is, is where you want to call it now. Yeah. And, and it was advertisement. I mean, that's how, that's how we would get, the albums we would just like you said flip through them at at the store at the record store we had a great one in rona called the record exchange new and used man it was great yeah and you just sit there and flip through and you go like, oh man that's cool let me let me check that out and uh but yeah i, I, I the cars great great choice yeah do you um is the, is there one that is is there one that calls out to you from uh, from your high school days where you, you know that you got a good look at it because you played it a lot? You just kind of you know I'd give her a hangout and listen listen to the record yeah, and just maybe comb it, over the sleeve it, over the jacket. Yeah, you know it's it's funny because um, I um, I spent a lot of time. In, in two different worlds because I, I, I'd already been started planning for my college career as a, as a musician mm-hmm. and I was a classical musician coming up. So I spent a lot of time listening to recordings of, of classical music or to the local NPR station. Mm-hmm. And, and the other half of the time was spent, you know, listening, you know, I, I had a very eclectic taste um, in music and a lot of times the album art was, was not a factor in getting to it but you know i think you know there there was like you know a couple that stand out brothers in arms um dire straits oh yeah it, it, again you know looking at it it's very cliche it's it's so 1980s it has that that miami beach uh color hue scheme going on to it and um yeah, just it, it it screams mid 80s I mean, there's just no, no way around it. Um, yeah, so it's, I, I think it's got that really vibrant blue all over it that, uh, you know, harkens to yeah. like our deco and uh, Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seafoam greenish type thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it, it was like, yeah, it, it identified it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was like, all right, yeah, that, that pretty much sums up what that album was about. Um, you know, and and about that time, I started to discover classic rock too. So a lot of my '80s influence was coming back. You know, from uh, early '70s stuff. Yeah, um, I got it. Led Zeppelin, huge Led Zeppelin fan at that point. So I was I was eating that stuff up like it was. Candy. You know, it's so funny you mentioned that because I was hesitant to bring 
those album covers up because you know, well, let's talk about Zeppelin for a second. Yeah. So I remember as a kid you know, seeing um, in the department store that was near us that had a record section, um, seeing Houses of the Holy right. when I was a kid. And I had no idea what that was about. I didn't have older brothers or sisters. I was the oldest. And my parents were not exactly music fans. I think we had a uh, record of Beach Boys' Endless Summer and then also the always enchanting Jim Neighbors' Greatest Hits. Mm. Yeah, Gummer mm. Pyle singing for you. <laughs> mm. um, so not a very musical house. So I had no, I had no real idea at the time of what Led Zeppelin was. And I kind of got into that later. I was probably 13 or 14. And then that came back around. Now, I wouldn't have admitted at the time that I was completely freaked out by that album cover and didn't know what to make of it. Right. Uh, and you know what? It's funny because, like we said, this is, you know, I think a lost art form. I don't think we see that kind of art uh, on regular album. Or are there regular albums anymore? I mean, they're collections of, of singles for most part. But what... I think as we look back, you know, there's a bit of nostalgia to to looking back at these things, but also, you know, with age comes wisdom and all that crap. Um, you know, there's there's a to- totally different perspective on looking at some of those older album covers, right? You know, and making, um, you know, trying to making a trying to make a new in route to 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 get at that. All right, what what were they trying to say? What were they trying to do and and honestly you know we're finding out now because you know we are in the information age and you know everybody's done a book or interviewed or whatever that um what you end up with is um a lot of times yeah they really didn't care they were just looking for something cool That's okay. Let's, 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 uh, let's, yep. All right. So we're paused. Um, and I can probably, I think there's enough space. I can clean up after that. If you want to gather yourself. Okay. Okay. So just for those keeping score at home, we're about 12 minutes in. It's not bad. All right. In three, two, one. I'm I'm sorry. I stopped again. Uh, So I'll give you a countdown. You can start anytime you want. In three, two, one. So I don't know if you ever bought an album based entirely on being intrigued by the cover and um, were disappointed by spending your hard-earned money on something where you just your curiosity got the better of you and you just bought it on that impulse. So I don't know if you did, but i tell you what, I'll go first. I'll tell you, I did buy an album, and I'm not going to say that it was bad. It just was okay. And it wasn't necessarily what I was into. And it was by a group called Catholic Girls. And the album was called Catholic Girls. I actually happened to go to Catholic school a considerable amount of time. So 
I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And it was an all-female band lineup and some women in their 20s. And I was, you know, what, 15 years old. You know, you do the rest. And they're all standing on a school bus on the inside of it and all decked out in their Catholic school uniforms. And I thought that was just really cool. So I needed to know what that sounded like. And it was actually just some, I don't know, mediocre bar rock with a bit of an 80s twist to it. I don't know if you've got the Google machine, but Mm. no. No, well, you I don't do, need that. But, you don't need yeah, that in your history. I'm, I'm, Never would, mind. I, I, I'll just screenshot it and send it to you. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Thanks. Um, you know, I, I didn't have older brothers and sisters. I had older cousins, but they were all like, you know, significantly older. It was like a uh, nine, ten year difference between me and my the next cousin in my family. So uh, a lot of their albums were of that classic rock. You know, 72, 75, Molly Hatchet, um, Led Zeppelin, those those type of, of, of albums. And my best friend in high school's brother was a, a DJ, right when DJ was first hitting. Um, and he, uh, he introduced me to a lot of cool stuff. So it was like... I never went out on a limb and bought stuff on my own. I would like, hey, Wayne's brother, what you what you got going on? And he he turned me on to this group. It was called the Eurythmics. And, oh yeah. And they it, it blew my mind. But their their album cover was like really kind of dark. I, I will say one that kind of surprised me because I I, I got the album. Um, specifically for the one tune tainted love by soft cell oh yeah i made um, an album and you talk about some some cutting edge art for that time period um if if you haven't ever seen the album cover you should go out and check it out um and if you want to take a stroll down the cd side of 80s nostalgia take <laughs> take a listen that is just a wackadoo the whole album is just this nasty dirty sexual underside of, of <laughs> euro trash circa 1987 and um at the time it was glorious because it was one of those albums that you wanted people to see you carry because it meant you were cutting edge Right. You know, there was another group I, I followed. Um, it was a European band. Like uh, They had hits in Europe in like 82, 83-ish. And I got into them about 80, 83, 84-ish, I guess. Uh, uh, Ultravox. And oh, sure. Like Vienna? V- exactly. Yeah. Um, great album. And it, it, you know, it plain Jane. It's just black and white. <laughs> and... and actually no art to it and and i'm wondering you know it what the aesthetic was that what they were looking for it's like we got everything on the inside we don't need the album art or the album art is you know part and parcel with what we designate as our our brand at that point i guess you know as speaking as like a, a brand i'm gonna i'm going to I'm going to name a record, and I don't know whether or not you listened to it. I don't know whether or not you owned it, and I don't know whether or not you liked it. But I promise you when I say it, it's it will pop in your head right away. And if you saw it at 100 feet away from you, you would know it exactly what it was. You ready? Sure. It's business as usual, men at work. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, owned it. Uh, yeah. And uh, duplicate, because I scratched it. And then <laughs> I've gone through... Th- 
three CDs of it. Oh, okay, yeah. I, so you're I, Colin I'm Hay a, fan? I am. Uh, actually, he uh, toured through our neck of the woods not too long ago, and I got the chance to see him at the Harvester in, in Rocky Mount, Virginia. Oh, uh, wow. An intimate concert. Just him, his guitar, and his singing, songwriting, and storytelling. Uh, the man is brilliant. Uh, he's just hilarious. Um, yeah. And wow. And just a huge Minute Work fan. And yeah, and Cargo with that cartoony kind of Saturday morning yeah. feel yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, huge, huge, huge fan of those guys. So you know the uh, so other than your fandom, you know that you know that yellow. The, yes. That yellow with the grid and that whole layout and then yep. you know plugged into an amp right um yeah but uh that's actually what you brought up about colin hay and and uh and that i i didn't know that but him i've seen him play some of his um i guess on youtube or whatever else i've seen him um take some of these older songs and hit them acoustically yes and just break them down in a singer songwriter style and, and they've and got so much texture to them they, they, I, I think they're almost better songs as an acoustic version. Yeah, well, I think they, they you know, they, uh, they allow him to. He's got great lyrics, and you yeah. know, I'm a big fan of that, right? right. Obviously, uh, and uh, and you're, it, it just presents those lyrics a little bit better. Not that the they weren't fun in this, you know, early semi jazzy Australian pop approach. Right, right, right. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, wow, that's actually, see, so by way of the album cover, we're able to drive into another story, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Now, and, and if you, and for, for the folks out there listening, if you haven't ever experienced Colin Hay, uh, there are a couple of his, um, of his live concerts out on YouTube um, where they don't just cut to the music. They actually give a little bit of his storytelling, and he is, he is so good. <laughs> He's just, he just gets entertainment i mean it, it's true entertainment from the get-go i think i remember him making a crack in an interview about how they won the mtv album of the year and he called the award also known as the mtv kiss of death right yeah he's a very witty guy indeed indeed yeah Somebody um, be said for the, that Australian humor. Yeah, and and to tie back into the haircut, I had the Colin Hay haircut for a while. <laughs> yeah. Short on top, down right. on the shoulders, in the back. It was. Um, uh, uh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that might have been pretty hot in Australia because uh, the, all the guys in Mental as Anything, if you ever listened to them, they yeah. all they, they all, all had seemed the to be, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's sad. Just, just sad. It's the album covers and eighties haircuts tonight. Right, right, right. <laughs> and what we're going to try to do for those that are that are interested, uh, we'll be we'll be posting some of this stuff up on the madfamworld.com site, um, which is our homepage. Um, you can find us and other podcasts, if you will, and some of uh, some of our musician friends and, and bands that we work with and work in. Uh, find out all kinds of cool content and uh, hopefully you'll check that out but we're going to have a page set up and uh, we'll we'll post some of uh, maybe we'll find some pictures of uh, GB and me with some hair and uh, you know some of these album covers that we've been talking about yeah you know it's been fun getting into some other stuff there are other things that interest us that's the whole point of us getting into having a Tuesday night where we can just talk about things that are not necessarily mad 
Exactly. And um, for those of you that um, are kind of confused about the whole mad thing we keep referencing, um, I play in a band with uh, GB's really good friend, I would say best friend. Yeah. Um, uh, Christian. And uh, he uh, runs uh, Mad the Mad Anthony's, which is a great, great, fun band to kind of hang out in. Uh, we do a lot of originals. It's a jam bandish sort of. Uh, I don't know. Widespread panic meets uh, fish meets uh, I don't know bluegrass. A little bluegrass too. <laughs> bluegrass, yeah, it's little, got a lot of different things in that pot. Influence. Yeah. Um, and and our our home website again is uh, madfamworld.com. Uh, for the Mad family uh, of uh, Mad Anthony's family of, of of groups and friends and artists and, and craftsmen and other musicians and writers and all kinds of good stuff, and uh, we 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 kind of wanted to to tie all this together and give give some of our folks other other outlets to express themselves. Obviously, that's why uh, GB and I are here. But uh, yeah, go check it out if you get a chance uh, on our Facebook page as well. Yes, by all means, please do. And Eric, you know, it's it's good to catch up with you just to hang out on a Tuesday. Right. Look forward to the actual Wednesday as it breaks open tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another day in captivity. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, I'm uh, uh, Christian and I are getting together tomorrow. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, we we've not seen each other in a while, and we've got we're he's working on a, a, a solo acoustic project, and we're uh, getting together to. At at, a, at an appropriate social distancing uh, space and uh, sure. listening listening to some of the tracks together to kind of compare notes and uh, get hit, get that project uh, kind of on its way out the door as they say and um, and just visit and I think that's you know like you said it's it's nice to do this we're we're actually halfway across Virginia from each other at this point I'm uh, in the uh, beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, near Roanoke. Uh, Virginia and GB is uh, over in the Richmond area, so we're doing this digitally, uh, live but digitally. And it's cool, cool technology. But it there's something about uh, face-to-face visits that always makes everybody uh, yeah. a little bit better. There absolutely and, is. And the, Speaking of which, uh, that's great. You're going to see him, and I hope that uh, I hope that you and I, even outside of this, can hang out soon. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for hanging out with us. This has been not necessarily mad. Uh, my name is Eric Hollinsworth, and my cohort is GB Mayer. Uh, check us out at uh, madfamworld.com. You can find all, a lot more content other than us. Hope you'll check that out. You can also reach us by email at notnecessarilymad at madfamworld.com. Check us out on our Facebook page.